I was around 21, around 21 when I, right before I moved to Atlanta. Um, and I told my parents like, this is who I am. Like I'm, I'm gay and you know, I love you guys. And I'm telling you this because I love you. However, if you don't accept me, that's fine. I can gladly leave. You are listening to Plant Strength Radio. Each week, remarkable stories of plant-based healing, mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, and activism, as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch. What's up, guys, and welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and on today's show, we have actor, dancer, creative, anime fanatic, LGBTQIA plus activist, and one of our very own Plant Strength ambassadors, Cardo Wanzer. What is up, Cardo? Thank you so much for coming on the show. What's up, Bobby? Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. It's our pleasure. And little shout out, happy birthday on the day that we are recording this episode right now, March 20th, 26th birthday. Big shout out to you. Make sure you guys go give him a follow, underscore, at underscore avocado toast. Well, you'll see on the screen if you guys are watching this on YouTube, plug right there. Make sure to go give him a follow. Say happy birthday. It'll be belated once you guys are seeing this episode. But nonetheless, happy birthday to you, man. Thanks, man. Um, Awesome. All right. So I'm super excited to get into this show. Before we get started, though, we're going to have a little icebreaker on the spot segment to warm us up. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. All right, let's go. So what is giving you strength this year, 2021? In other words, what's currently motivating you to keep going, especially after seeing everything we went through in 2020? Um, the thing that's kind of motivating me is definitely my family. Um, my support system has been motivating me to stay on track through all of the craziness because it's easy to kind of, you know, fall out of a routine or fall into bad habits and they've just been keeping me grounded through everything and helping me figure out exactly where I need to go and actually elevate then de-escalate if that makes sense. So my family, totally. shout out to my fam and my best friends ever. Totally, man. I always say the same thing. Family first. Yeah. Really makes a big difference. Family. And it's more than just your immediate family, your mom, dad, siblings. Yeah. It's everyone that's around you, friends co-workers to anyone who's close it's all just one one tight-knit family i love that yeah most definitely your chosen family sometimes not your chosen because they um they come into your life and they just they're there (laughs) exactly dude exactly i've been saying the same thing especially since moving down to new york city i feel like i'm more at home here than i was when i was living back in my hometown mystic connecticut because just the people that i'm surrounded with down here all the team members of Plant Strength that live in the city, but plus the whole vegan community that we have. Um, Of course, love my mom and brother back home, but just the family overwhelming amount of people that I really consider close to me down here is just enormous. And I feel the same way. That's what really motivates me every day with Plant Strength is is you, is everyone else on the team. It's just, I really want to make the biggest difference that I can in all of our lives and in as many lives as possible, humans and animals alike. And that's what really makes the big difference for me in staying motivated. So again, I love to hear that family first. 
Yeah, bro. Shout out to you on everything that you've built too up to this point and moving. I forward. appreciate it, man. But it wouldn't be the same without you. So that's why. <laughs> Super happy to have you on the team, Plant Strength Ambassador. But all right, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get started. You have such a amazing story to tell. So I'm just gonna let you take it away. Tell me your story. Where where does your journey begin? Uh, my journey begins in the city of Fort Washington, right outside of DC. Um, for just in general, my whole life here in the DMV area, I've learned so much, um, so many things. So from street smarts to book smarts to my way of life, the way I carry myself, my morals, um, my my likes about myself, my dislikes about myself. Um, yeah, it all starts here in Fort Washington, and um, it's where I really discovered a lot about myself. And um, from being in my family with my family, um, my arts, my career, and just knowing I wanted to break the mold in some shape, way, shape, or form. So, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> awesome. So, in terms of being an LGBTQIA plus activist, tell me that. Tell me a little bit about that and what made you become an activist for this movement? Um, I, what mainly made me become an activist for it is um, because sometimes it feels like there a lot of people's voices aren't heard and they feel like they aren't able to be comfortable with themselves because they don't have any kind of a comfort zone or a comfort place or even a person to just kind of vent to about the things they might be dealing with. Because um, a lot of times people deal with the whole coming out process. <laughs> it's the, the coming out process and really being able to not, not own who they are, but like really feel proud to be who they are. And my, and me being an activist for it is just me being active to make feel, people feel comfortable about who they are, whether it be lesbian, gay, bisexual, asexual, transgender, um, indifferent, like anything that they are feeling that they are supposed to be, I want them to feel comfortable. And that's where, I, that's where my activism, my activeness come in is I want to be actively aware and open to being there for those people. So, yeah. I love to hear that because really at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. We're all human. And yeah. as long as you're a good person, that's really all that should matter at the end of the day. You should be allowed to love whoever it is that you want to love. And kind of speaking on your own stories, for, for those of you guys who don't know, Cardo is gay. So tell us a little bit about that. What was that like for you growing up? When did you first realize you were gay? Did it take you a while to come out? Tell us, tell us all about it. Um, so I knew for a, a while, <laughs> I knew for a while when you're young, um, I always say kids were very intuitive and I was very intuitive of the things that I liked. And I knew that I was just based off of the things that I kind of liked in difference to my friends and different to my family members, my relatives, even my dad. Like, I'm like, I, I lean more to, you know, they're more transformers and, and, basketball and playing the PlayStation. And I'm like, I like doing that stuff too, but I also like watching Sailor Moon and, <laughs> and you know, like going, hanging out with my mom and looking at clothes and stuff like that. So it was like, that kind of was like the stepping stone. Um, I really started to realize it a bit more and um, put it into a perspective in high school. Um, okay. 
usually you find yourself in high. I usually they say you find yourself in college, but you really start to discover things about yourself in high school um, in regards to your life, right? And I knew just based off of interactions or my personal like inquiries in myself of like, I think this is what I'm, this is, this is what I, what I want, you know? Um, and it took me a while to kind of come out in full retrospect of it. Um, just because of outside forces, you know, community and teenagers are mean. <laughs> like teenagers can be mean. Trust like, me. I know all about it, man. When I was young, I went through a chubby phase in middle school and I also had to late because I was five one as a freshman in high school and so not only did I get the fat jokes I got the short jokes too yes. and it just took it took such a toll on my mindset right we're young and you just really weigh the opinions of others so heavily yeah as we're still developing into who we are and who we're meant to be and I definitely connect with you on that in my own way it just I really went through a transformative process over the course of high school, but really for me, it was more so college when I really yeah. started to, to come into who I am. But yeah. so in terms of you though, how long was it before you eventually came out? Um, it was in, it was during college. Like it was during college. So like in high school I knew, but I was just very kind of like discreet about it. Like I just did my own thing and, you know, if it's not there, it's not there, but it's there for me, you know? So it's, it's like, nobody gets hurt in the process, but over time, I just, it just really, um, started to take a psychological mental, like toll on me, my body. Um, it started to affect my character, um, the way I carried myself, um, the way I would, um, respond to people, how I interact with people. Um, I started to act with, act differently with my parents. I started to get kind of depressed because I felt like I was constantly like hiding things. And that was never the relationship I had with my parents. I was always, always very open and honest with my parents. And um, I think my spirit knew I was doing things that are complete outside of my normal nature. And it started to hold in like toxic energy um, from me, you know, going out and like out in the street doing my thing, like basically kind of living this double life, like, um, really out here doing this thing. And then I'm coming home and I'm kind of like, oh, I just like went on and, uh, you know, didn't hung out with this person and blah, 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 blah. And usually it was like a friend who was a girl or whatever. And it's like, it, it just, it just really took a toll on me. I, 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 it was a lot, like it, it dipped into me, like starting to drink a lot and kind of like to numb the whole like guilt or the pressure of doing certain things. And I, and after a while, I was just like, you know what? can't do this anymore <laughs> I can't do this anymore so um I was around 21 around 21 when I right before I moved to Atlanta um and I told my parents like this is who I am like I'm, I'm gay and you know I love you guys and I'm telling you this because I love you however if you don't accept me that's fine I can gladly leave and so what was it what was it like when you told them that, then that, what was their response? Um, it was not shock. It was more of a, it was more of a processing thing. Like really they, they parents usually know, I always say moms know, 
moms know and people are like oh the moms don't know no moms know like when you moms know everything they know everything <laughs> i don't care what no one says like they know when you're upset they know when you're mad they know when you're sad they know when you're happy and my mom would just like kept asking me like because uh, you were once a part of them yeah we were like, all once a part of our mothers yeah, that's how they know like without them we would not be alive so right. <laughs> like come on now and um she was just like you know she had noticed a, a big dip in my a lot of things for me like I usually was getting like A's and great grades like act like accolades in school and then like once I started hitting college it was just like boom and she knew and she was just like something's going on and she was just like I I felt like that was what it was but I never wanted to assume and it, it just took her a minute and she realized she was just like at the end of the day you're my, I'm her only child. I have a sister, um, a half sister, but I'm my mom's only child. And she was just like, I'm not going to stop loving you because of that being who you are. And also me owning it, like too, like me not being, um, me not being sorry or um, comfortable with me coming out, like kind of just being very upset, like, oh my God, I'm gay. Like, you know, that then gives another person the power and the control in the situation where it's like, if I'm able to own it and not be sorry and who I am, other people are going to give me that respect because I'm honest about it. It's like, this is who I am. I'm not, it's not going to change. It's not right. going to, you know, yeah. go anywhere. So I'm still who I am. I'm still going to be exactly the type of person that I am. It's just who I, it's who I love. I can't change that. So things were good with your, with your mom. How was it with your dad? Um, my dad went through this process of saying like, oh, you know, if that's what you decide to do, it wasn't a choice, dude. <laughs> like it's not a, everybody thinks it's a choice, but it's not. I compare that to just like you, your taste buds don't like certain things. I might like chocolate, but you might not like chocolate. I'm not going to force you to like chocolate because and say like, well, that's your choice. No, I personally, my body don't like chocolate. Like, like I can't, you know what I mean? So it's like me physically and mentally and spiritually does not, I don't, I'm not into, I'm not into females like that. Like we can be great friends. We can go to brunch, but we can right. on a romantic level. Right. Right. So well, kind of also the other question I have too, cause this is something that I've talked about with uh, Kiwan, who's our co-founder of Plant Strength and, and the producer of the show. He's the voice, uh, for those of you guys who are new to the show, he's the voice in the intro, the outro, and he's also the voice on the ads during our sponsored ad segment. He's bisexual. And something that I've talked about with him being African-American is he says he tends to notice in the Black community, they tend to be more harsh towards people who are gay, bisexual, or just in the whole LGBTQIA uh, community. So what was that like being Black and then coming out as gay? Did you feel there was any sort of strain on personal relationships outside of your family that you had to navigate? Um, not Honestly, not really. Um, luckily, I, I should say it wasn't a big um, shift for me, um, especially because where I'm, where I live in Maryland, I live in PG County, it's the biggest black county in the, the state. Um, and when I was going to school, I, I was just always very comfortable with the type of person that I was, and open and like um, very proud in my character and my personality. And I guess in 
Um, and, and, and it's, it's weird in the black community. Like there's, they mainly people think of gay and they think of a certain characteristic, like, oh, it's the, the, you act this way or you act that way. And you thought it was gonna be this way and acting that way. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm, that's just what I like. Like, and if you don't like that, cool. Like, we don't have to be friends. Like, we don't <laughs> have to be friends. Right. It was the same thing with my parents. Like when you're, when I was confident in it and open about it like it was it wasn't a big change like and they knew like I was like I'm not the type of person where it's like oh I feel like I'm going to be checking this person out or checking you out Tom like no like I'm not ever going to press my personal preferences and my lifestyle and anyone else so we had that mutual understanding and that respect and it was the honesty about it like if I was you know just fully honest they respected it luckily so I'm I'm thankful to not have to deal with a lot of the harshness um in my family or from my friends. So absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 no, it's awesome to hear. And 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 really that's what it comes down to that I've noticed in life in general, when you finally get to that point where you fully own who you are, that's when it unlocks this freedom to be yeah. able to do exactly what it is that you want completely feel comfortable in your own shoes and then people really start accepting you because they see you fully accept yourself yeah so that is awesome to hear that you really didn't have to deal with as much as what you probably thought you might have you probably built it yeah build it up in your head like this is (laughs) This is going to be bad. Like, oh, I don't know how this is going to happen. So really kind of did coming out, how did that impact your life for better or for worse? Was it better or was it worse? Obviously better. It was better, man. Like, It it was way better. Like literally, like I just felt like a whole, like a weight just lifted. I felt like I lost like 10 pounds. I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm feeling great. Like, like, this is amazing. You know, Um, it was a process still. Like over time, I would feel more comfortable of like, having like saying little comments or saying statements around family and friends and they would be comfortable and fine with me saying it you know um but it's been way better way better and it, and it, it helped me tap into a lot of different things for myself as a person and um my creative processes so it was it just it was like me basically um taking like the key to the attic and dumping all of the crap out of the addict of stuff I didn't even need on my plate and opened up a whole space of opportunity so it was great definitely so let's let's get into that tell me how did that really enhance who you became exactly as a person um it enhanced um a lot of my um viewpoints on things um, it opened my um, eyes to allow myself to watch certain content, um, like television and film that dealt with a lot of these same things that I was dealing with. Because um, at first I wouldn't, just because I wasn't sure if I should, because like, you know, and I'm living in my parents' house at the time. Like I was like, right. mm, I don't I was like, oh, we all share a computer and I don't want to watch this on YouTube. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a recommended, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I'm like, oh god, Netflix. I gotta make sure I watch on my Netflix. So, but now it's like I'm so much. I'm like way more open to like seeing different stories and different content, 
And it, it just allowed me to be so much more comfortable with myself. I felt like a full on evolution, um, physically, mentally, and like realizing that I'm now able to do things for me. Like, I felt like that was a, pro- a part of my life where I was like, because I was, um, I didn't come out, like I was doing it for someone else. I wasn't doing it for me. Cause if I did it for me, then I wouldn't feel as bad as I did. Like it was me taking on the weight of people's insecurities about me. If I did come out an assumption, it was literally coming from people's assumptions that I made up and it weighing down on me. So it's like now by dumping all that out, I was able to now do things for myself in my dancing, um, in my choreography, like working with like my dancers and also my dancing myself and being comfortable being a little bit more feminine in certain things with dancing and it it locked a whole new type of texture and style for myself and I'm just like wow I I've I'm I now feel like my voice is being heard in a positive manner so it was great I loved it I love it I love to hear that so what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's struggling with their sexuality before answering that though We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. Support for this episode comes from Chicken Bites. Hey, did you know that every serving of Chicken Bites has 17 grams of protein? And did you know that they're made entirely from simple ingredients? Visit www.plantstrengthfoods.com to find out where you can get your pack of Chicken Bites. Use promo code PSR at checkout to save on your order. Chicken Bites, always made from ingredients you can pronounce. Support for this episode comes from Plant Strength Performance Resistance Bands. Are you looking to get a great workout at any time, even from the comfort of your own home? Well, Plant Strength Performance Resistance Bands are lightweight, adjustable, and stackable, capable of providing a total resistance of 125 pounds so that you can get that perfect pump whenever and wherever. Visit www.plantstrength.com slash equipment to get yours. Use promo code PSR at checkout to save on your order. All right, guys, and welcome back. So before the break, I asked Cardo, what is one piece of advice that he has for someone struggling with their sexuality? So Cardo, without further ado, take it away. One piece of advice I would have for somebody struggling with their sexuality is that it is your journey. It is your choice. It is your time. Do it when you feel comfortable. Don't let anyone, any outside forces, any friends tell you, well, you need to tell people. It's not their choice. It's your choice. Take your time. Let it feel comfortable. And whenever you're ready, even if you're not ready, just let it happen. Because at the end of the day, it's impacting your life, not theirs, <laughs> you know? So that's the only piece of advice I have. And love yourself, because I love you. I love, like, love yourself. <laughs> yeah, if you, don't, if you don't love yourself, you'll never be able to fully love anybody else. So you really got to come to terms with who you are on the inside. And it's funny, because your story really resonates with me in the sense that when I was starting to post about activism, for veganism. I started posting things because I first and foremost went vegan for the animals. But when I first initially went vegan, I was like, oh, I'm not really going to talk about the animals. I'm just going to keep my 
my Instagram to mainly fitness and nutrition because that's what I started it on. You know, my name on Instagram, Bobby Physique. So of course, like you just, it's more fitness, nutrition. People aren't going to want to hear about this. But at my core, I really, really am first and foremost, again, the most passionate about the animals and being vegan for them. And once I eventually went to my first vigil, that's when I just said, I'm no longer going to hold back. And I saw the animals face to face because I was holding back thinking about other people's opinions, not posting about animal rights like I wanted to because I was worried about what other people would think, oh, I'd lose followers. And then I eventually just said, F it. After I went to that first vigil, started posting. Yeah. And I only had the opposite response of what I thought. It was so much better once I finally started posting about this stuff and I fully owned that I now know like this is what my purpose really is. Yeah. Doing this for the animals, first and foremost, everything that I'm doing with plant strength, being an activist and an athlete, I can do both. And people were reaching out thanking me. Yeah, for being a bodybuilder, being an athlete, but also posting about the ethics and the purpose of being vegan at its core. Yeah. And so I, I just I resonated I thought that was playing in my mind so much just hearing how when you eventually came out, your life just got so much better because you were fully living your truth and owning who you are. And that's really what it what matters the most at the end of the day. Most definitely. Live your truth, own who you are, and your life is gonna be so much better. You're gonna unlock this freedom that you've never had before exactly and and people people can be, be mad with you or get upset when you're honest you know and and that's all in that because we don't get that a lot a lot you know in society we feel like oh we have to be you know be careful of certain people's feelings like and you know be like if it's if it's something positive and it's not like belligerently like ignorant or negative then why not be honest about it you know exactly. I mean? because people are going to appreciate you and be able to understand you and respect you when you're honest exactly and- exactly 100 100 agree with that and i apply that principle principle to my life always lead with honesty and transparency in every situation you can really never go wrong because that at the end of the day the truth will eventually always come out yeah. So why not just let it come from you first? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking on veganism, though, how long have you been vegan? Let's get into that. Whew, six years. Awesome. I'm coming up on full three. So damn, you've got double me already. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> six years and feeling good and mighty fine. That's that's so cool. So what was it that made you go vegan initially in the first place? Um, I, I did it, um, at a point when I was vegetarian, um, I was slowly taking things out of my diet based off of, um, what I was seeing as a chain of events through my family members of high blood pressure, um, salt, like, um, Alzheimer's diabetes. Like it was just like, uh, okay. So what, and I'm like trying to find these commonalities amongst all these things, because I have family members who like, I think the most, the longest of family member of mine has lived is probably like maybe seventies. Wow. Maybe, 
maybe 80. You might be a trooper and make it to 80s. Wow. But um, a lot of my family members have died in like their 50s. And it was mainly tied to diet, dieting, um, processed foods, a lot of things with saturation, like saturation, fat satisfaction. <laughs> you know, we love the saturated foods, but it's got to be in a moderation. And I was like, okay, uh, let's take some of these things out of the diet. Let's start with red meat, took red meat out. And then after a year, I took pork out. And then another year, 18, I took chicken out. Then 19, I became full vegetarian. Um, and this was about the time I was living in Atlanta, working at a restaurant that was geared to vegans and a little bit of everybody, like they had chicken and things like that, but they um, had a lot of more vegan options. And I was like, huh, I think I'm going to try to go fully vegan and see what my, you know, how my, my health will do, my diet will do. And I did my research and looked at all these things and to, can make sure I'm still getting all the nutrients that my body needs. So I'm not just like taking things out. And then I basically, my body goes to whole shock, you know? <laughs> so, right. Cause that's what, that's usually where people fail is they take all of these calorically dense animal foods out and don't replace them with calorically dense plant-based ones. And yeah. they're like, oh, I just failed. Like the vegan diet was awful. I lost so much weight. I got sick, this and that. It's not the vegan diet. It's the fact that your diet wasn't planned. You can do the yeah. same thing to yourself on an unplanned <laughs> yeah. omnivore diet. It's just the lack of education around the foods that you need to consume as a vegan. Yeah to make up for those foods that you're no longer consuming when you were omniv omnivorous. Exactly. And, and I, uh, a lot of people who say like when they get sick and they go to the doctor, um, they're like, well, you need these, these uh, animal products. And I'm like, these doctors are not dietitians. They're not nutritionists. And so why are you, no, <laughs> like, right. why are you, why are you listening to your, your baby doctor who right. does anything else? Right that like right. talk to him because he's going to tell you things that he probably eats and right. He's all right but it's like it's there's just needs to be more education on it so it's like i always get the same questions about the oh where you're your protein i'm like well you actually are probably eating too much protein to be right completely clear and two like it's like oh your iron and stuff what about seafood i'm like you can get that from seeds and nuts and and leafy greens spinach spinach has hell of iron like right popeye would always say eat your spinach yes and then when you're like okay i'm gonna eat only spinach and even your parents would say eat your fruits and vegetables okay i'm gonna eat fruits and vegetables only now oh my god what's like totally gonna die exactly like it's just it's there's it just needs to be a little bit more research put into it when going into the process of a diet and some people just do it too fast yeah like they do it like it's kind of like a person who smokes cigarettes like they're like oh i'm gonna go cold turkey and then they're struggling because their body's so used to it and they're like jittering and craving a smoke it's like why don't you just cut instead of a whole pack a day let's right. do a half of one for a week and then cut it and just slowly cut it out your body because it's all about an adaptability like yeah you like just like a dancer like i'm not gonna have a girl who's never stretched before be like rip like rip into a split like it's right. time like it's it's a process so people just have to have a little bit more patience in the process. yeah and it, and, it, and patience and, and the education and and really again kind of connecting it back to figuring out what works best for you for me i had to take the slow approach but other people i know they just were able to make that switch 
right away, right mm -hmm. overnight. And if that works for you, that works for you. If you yeah. have the proper education around and thinking back to it, if I had the proper education at the time when I made the switch, I could have gone vegan right away. Yeah. But I was still in my journey of learning. Right. How can I actually be vegan and sustain my athletic ability, my muscle mass, my caloric needs? So it really just, it's education and, and patience. I really like that. So kind of connecting everything that we've been talking about with veganism and identity, how did going vegan really, un, really enhance your understanding of who you are? Because fundamentally, veganism at its core is love. It's love yeah. for all individuals. So how would that relate to your understanding of your world and your identity as a gay man if you were to connect them all yeah um it goes back to kind of what you were saying about um veganism is love and it is love for all creatures and i feel in my way in my life like now that i'm able to love myself i'm able to fully love others and that then helped extend into the animals and it helped me realize like me loving myself doesn't have to just be about my sexuality, like fully loving myself and doing things for my body and doing things for my spirit that are going to help me fully be the best person that I can be. And I think going vegan and really being wholly plant-based um, um, without like a lot of the processed foods and things like that, you know, I haven't some here and there but you know gotta have some here and there yeah gotta have some here and there it's all about the balance <laughs> it's all about a balance and um it just really um helped my temple feel very um rejuvenated um full pure and um just fully energized like it, it just it just really all resonates into that and like that then allows me to find ways of um sharing my love for myself for other people to then spread more love and then spread more awareness and spread more um just more unification like especially in all these hard times of a lot of um disassembling and um tension amongst people like there just needs to be more love and veganism is love <laughs> for mm -hmm. all of those for the people who can't speak for themselves it is. It, it really, really is. And it's okay to be compassionate. You yeah. can, and especially for men, that's something that I've really been wanting to, to defy. Like plant strength, our motto is to defy the status quo. And unfortunately, although it is shifting, but our society has put this negative connotation around compassion in men. It's not manly to be compassionate. Completely false. It is manly to be compassionate. Real men eat meat. Completely false. Real men eat plants. Why do they eat plants? Because they're compassionate and they don't believe in the suffering, exploitation, and killing of innocent living beings. A real man, someone who is truly strong, stands up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And of course, as we both were de deconditioned or we were both disconnected and conditioned to believe that eating meat and animal protein was just a part of an everyday diet. And we were disconnected to where that actually came from. Once we understood yeah. that 
all of these products, who they came from, that's when it opens up that door to your full compassion. And I really feel like I'm able personally to able to live, to live my full truth now and to really extend my love to all living beings. Because at the end of the day, we all want the right to live and the right to our own bodily autonomy. And yeah. you can be a man and be compassionate and give love and show love. And it's yeah. completely okay. Yeah, I, I, I resonate with all of that that you're saying because the society has created this um, stereotypical concept of, you know, you got to be a tough to be a man. No emotions. Yeah, like eat me and that's going to make you feel good. Like even in Arby's commercials, like why is the, the guy who narrates the Arby's commercials like, Arby's, we have the meat. Like, okay, we get it. Like you're a man. Of course. <laughs> like of course. We, we totally understand. Like we see where you're going with this. And that's even in, in the LGBTQ side of it. Like a lot of, um, there's a toxicity. Um, amongst a lot of the guys who are who are gay or you know bisexual or non-binary or pansexual asexual um, who are very toxically masculine because it's a I feel I mean I can't speak for anything anyone else um, I feel like it comes from that that com, that de, that commissioning of the conditioning of making you feel like you have to still be a man. So I have to act a certain way to overcompensate for people's idea of my sexuality. It's not the, it's not the case. Right. And I feel like if you're able, like allow yourself to be compassionate and allow yourself to be honest and be emotional. I feel like there's more strength in that. hundred percent. Than holding it all in and not really making yourself seem tough and make yourself seem like real rigid and brood and like I've gone through I'm going through all these things we get that we can see it <laughs> you, just, man. you just look like you're tired like, yeah. like it just, really it just, makes, it just makes you look dumb and and dude it's funny you say that because I actually often get asked if I'm gay really I kid you not I've it's been it's happened multiple times I'm not and it's Completely, and it's, I think it's completely okay to be gay. Again, like I said, I care about every single person's happiness. And if someone is gay, again, it you don't decide that. It's just how yeah. you're born. Yeah. Like you, you like chocolate or you don't like chocolate. Yeah. You don't know why. It's just that's what your taste buds prefer. So it's the same thing in terms of sexuality. But because of the fact that I am openly compassionate and I talk about love and giving love and just being a loving person in general it's that almost like okay well because he's like this and he's vegan oh he has to be gay but what do what that's like it's like toxic it's almost like that that it kind of like what you're saying it's like that toxic masculinity like no, just just because I am openly compassionate doesn't mean I'm gay. But even if I were gay, what does it even matter to matter? you? Right, exactly. Why can't you just be a compassionate person and show how much you love somebody else or love other creatures and show your emotions? Honestly, in terms of like talking about relationships, those are the those are the men who can't keep a relationship and can't 
if they're straight, can't keep a woman in their life because they're not in touch with their emotions. And women are naturally emotional creatures. Yeah. So if you're not able to be open with your emotions and can you communicate with your partner, you're not going to have a lasting relationship. Exactly. Whether you're straight, whether you're gay, bisexual, anything. It's okay. just hone in on our innate empathy as humans. We are empathetic creatures naturally yeah. and own it. Exactly. And it feels so much better. I, it feels so much better to just give love and yeah. to be compassionate than to try to fall into what everyone else thinks you should be. Exactly. It's, 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 it's falling into a category and people too, focus too much on the category and falling into a certain category so they can be in a comfort place. And if you're just open and honest with who you are, the people who are supposed to be in, in that with, with you in that community, they're going to be there because that's who that's who's meant to be there. Like when you exactly. it's all it's like when you force things, I feel like that's forcing things like when you force um, something to be a certain way, all it's going to create is turmoil. Exactly. It, you have to allow the universe and destiny and the higher powers that whoever anyone, you know, identifies with, like allow them to guide you down the journey that you're supposed to do down the good and the bad times. Like bad choices are not bad choices. They're, they're learning choices. They're church, they're choices to help you learn what not to do, what, what might not be the best next time. It's, it's okay to make bad choices or it's okay to be in an uncomfortable position because uncomfortable positions at the end of the road is still the word comfort. It's discomfort. Like you have to go through the this part, the disassembly, the dis function of it to find the comfort so that's such a great way to put it i never really have heard it explained that way but i agree with you i always say you treat every failure as not failure but rather an opportunity to learn exactly because that's all it can be yeah you may you're always learning mistake. no big deal what can you do better for next time exactly yeah you're always learning until you die <laughs> <laughs> always always nonstop. So something I do want to really get into before we wrap up the show is talking about your struggle with weight. Because you kind of plugged it a little bit earlier when I mentioned that I was chubby when I was younger. And of course, I do know a bit about your backstory. So how did you navigate that as a child? What was that like for you? How did you go through your transformation? Tell me all about it. Uh. It was a it was an interesting time, man. Um, I was a really I was a I was a thickums I was a thickums <laughs> I was a thickums and I was totally okay with it because I was in the comfort zone, you know. And um, oh, for a while I was okay with it, um, but then I started getting teased and bullied, like by the you know the little skinny bobbleheaded kids at my school and then even sometimes bullied by the other fat kids i'm like how's another fat kid gonna believe me <laughs> like, how dare you but you're being this together you're bigger than i am like, yeah, you like dude you're bigger than i am whatever and so you know again conforming to the the society to, to fit in you know the status quo and so i'm like okay um some things need to change because it was getting to a certain point where I was just sick of it. And I was like um, hearing, you know, you hear stories about like kids who like do kill themselves because of teasing and stuff like that. And 
I'm just like, and I have parents who are like, if you tell them something, like they're gonna go to the school and fight everybody, like, like even the kids, like <laughs> even the kids and their parents if they have. You're your little munchkin. You're going in the trash. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's go. <laughs> Let like come see me outside. Like, you're definitely thirty, ma'am. You can't be out here fighting. I'll fight you too. So, like, so I was just like, how can I, how can I efficiently um, navigate this situation? Um, I didn't say that when I was at that age. I probably was like, how can I fix it? But you know, and now I'm like, how can I navigate this situation to make it better? And so I was like, you know, I'll get involved with sports, um, got involved with sports, um, get uh, involved in like different activities. Um, I started changing my diet slowly. That's when I actually started changing my diet a little bit better. Um, not towards, towards vegetarian? More, more vegetables and fruits and things without broccoli being covered with cheese and so like how old are you at this point and and kind of like how much where did your weight go what did what did your weight eventually get up to when you were at your heaviest what was that what age were you at and then how did that kind of transform into that shifting of your diet and eventually to going vegan and then when did your weight loss journey begin so I so my 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 peakness was like two forty. I was like wow, 2.40 really? at, yeah, at like 12. Like at 12, no way. Yes, I can't even picture you like that, seeing yeah. how fit you are now. And thank you. And I, I shit, me either. <laughs> right? and, and so, I mean, but to, at 12 years old, how tall were you? I was like, I was dealing with the same thing you were. I was in like the low fives, like five, really? five. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I was like happy to say, like, I can say I'm five and something else. <laughs> right, right. I know. I couldn't wait to get to just five one. <laughs> Thanks, God. So it, it was just a lot. I was just like, wow. And I, I remember I was wearing like men's jeans in that age. Like, I had to wear men's jeans. I always like, had to wear husky, husky. Yeah, I always husky had to wear the husky jeans. jeans that had like no no fashion statement. Thirty four husky couldn't do it for a regular thirty four. Forty something husky, like oh, forty something husky, like yeah. like they there's no fashion. It's like their pants, put them on, <laughs> like put pants on. You know, you got this size, so you don't get to worry about fashion. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, man, this is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. Like it's horrible and. I was as I was starting to hit towards high school. I was like, "Dude, I can't handle this in high school. Like, this is this is gonna be tragic." So mm. I was like, "Okay, we need to get more involved in sports. Like, I need to do something. Like, anything." So I started running track in high school and shot put. I had to do shot put first before I got into the track because you know, they were like, <laughs> so, yeah, "Not ready to run yet." Aim, aim, I had to aim big though. <laughs> I had to get myself a goal to aim towards so um and then it just slowly started shedding off and shedding off and shedding off and shedding off and um it was it was getting into a greater place where I was more comfortable like and as I was like getting smaller I was like you know you start once you you know you start to hit you you start to really glow up in high school towards college and I'm like oh I'm starting to turn into a little handsome okay <laughs> so okay yeah like we got some work we work we working with something here so um it helped me th that was in the, another thing that kind of helped me with my sexuality too because I was starting to see myself in a better light uh, than the chunky kid who was trying to do sports and loved anime you know so <laughs> it, it, it worked out for the best of it and 
now like looking back and I think high school I, I shed from that point to, sh- to high school I shed about 60 pounds wow yeah and um uh I was like 180 like 180 170 when I um graduated high school so. that's awesome and now how much how much do you weigh now how tall are you now I am five six. I am happy to say I've, I've made it to the half point mark. Um, five six. Um, don't have to uh, get at the thing to get on roller coasters anymore, which is great. Um, <laughs> I couldn't wait for that either. I love roller coasters. Yeah, I was like, yes, I can get on. <laughs> I think it's like forty eight inches was like the height that you need. Yeah. To yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yes, okay, <laughs> got it, <laughs> got him, <laughs> yes, got him, yes. And um, I am now one sixty five. Awesome. Yeah, man. You look so fit. You're always working out. We're a pretty similar stature. I'm about uh, almost 5'8". Not quite. Mm-hmm. Rounded up to 5'8". <laughs> five, uh, about like one, about 170. When I, when I lean down, I'm about, when I cut for the summer, I'll be about 160. Maybe okay. 165. Yeah. So we're pretty similar, pretty similarly built. Nice. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's so cool, man. Really just making that transformation and and what year was it when you went vegan? So, because you're tw- about to be 26, you're six years vegan. So you were 20 when you went vegan. Mm-hmm. So this 20. was after you after you lost all the weight. Yeah, this was after I lost all the weight. So in 20, 2015 was when I um, made the transformation and made the transition to being a vegan. That's awesome. And now it just makes keeping the weight off so easy being vegan. Yeah, most definitely. Like once, because the only thing you have to really worry about is like salt and sugar like really that's right. the only thing you have to really worry about because not anything is like super processed and just making sure you're really keeping it in a whole foods thing mm-hmm. and that's the thing when people try to go vegan like they try to substitute all these things with all these substitutes and it's like mm, no it's that's good it's good to start that way to make it a little bit easier but really you want to focus on that whole food plant-based diet that's what's going to lead to the lasting Health. Yeah. So the lasting health and honestly, the 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 look that some people are trying to get or some are trying to maintain, because once you get into the highly processed things like that, sodium adds up and all the sodium is going to do calories add up too. Yeah. The calories add up. And that's and the best the right difference is the calories yeah. in calories out. Exactly. And because a lot of this stuff also has like, you know, the saturated fats within the, the product too, like. And they're like, oh, it's only like four grams of saturate. I'm like, yeah, but you're doing this and then you're doing this later, then this later, then this later, then this later. And then it's like four times two times three times four times five. Oh, okay. Now we're at like 20 grams of saturated fat already. Yeah. That's, and a, that's lot. a lot. Like, a it's lot. A lot. like the recommended is like no more than 12. Yeah. And yeah. I'm usually at like seven, like four to seven. I try to keep it at. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's all about just moderation at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And being able to enjoy yourself. But this has been such a great episode, Cardo. I, again, I'm, I'm so happy that, to, to have you on the show. Before we continue on, though, I'd like to take a brief moment to highlight our team member of the week, something we do every episode to show our love and appreciation for our ever growing family. Hey, what's up? My name is Danny Ishe. I'm known as Lifting Vegan Logic on Instagram and YouTube and Vegan Logic on Twitter. And I just want to say that I'm very honored to be this week's Plant Strength Team Member of the Week. 
and I want to talk about what I'd like to see more of in the world. And the main thing I'd like to see in this world is people considering the value and the well-being of conscious creatures when it comes to their commodity purchases. A lot of the time, people will buy things while being completely disconnected from how the thing they bought got to them. I'm a vegan, so I consider the well-being of conscious creatures when it comes to animals and my food choices and my clothing choices. And I think if we lived in a world where people were like that, you know, vegan, or even outside of veganism, just like had some sort of idea of where those things came from, we live in a world with much more well-being because people wouldn't want to support industries which affect negatively the well-being of conscious creatures. So that is what I'd like to see more of in the world, just a world where people really think about what it takes for the products they buy to get to them. All right, guys, and now it is time for my favorite part of the show, our growth spurts and growing pain segment. So it goes, things changing. I know that though I've got no control, that's just the way that we grow. And no one told me what's ahead on this road, so until I break the mold, for those of you who haven't heard of this segment before, at the end of every show, we ask each guest what a recent growth spurt of theirs is, an accomplishment that they're proud of, as well as a growing pain, something that they're still trying to get better with. Both of these can be health, work, or life related. So with that, we'll start right at the top. What is a recent growth spurt of yours, Cardo? Um, a recent growth spurt of mine is um, actually happened today. Um, delving outside of my comfort zone into more artistic avenues. Um, I was telling you earlier, I'm, I'm branching out of just dancing and branching more into choreographing and directing and creating short films and working on screenwriting and things for television for the queer narrative. And um, I'm also doing voice acting. And today I actually got the first official um audio for in a an audio book series podcast that i'm a part of on spotify um yeah really? animated series yeah yeah That's yeah so, so cool thanks man i'm actually like the main character of this story wow congrats so what's what's the what is it called are you allowed to yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it's um it's called shade force um and it's a sci-fi um adventure animated audio series that's starting out as an audio and we, we were, we're trying to get it picked up for an animated series for television. Um, so cool. about, and um, it's about this guy named Lumi Tentra, who's my character and he is living in the 26th century trying to- um, The 26th century. 26th, yeah, 26th century. So what would that, that that's like 2,700. Yeah, like 2,700. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and he's um trying to start all his new job out of the Shade Force Space Academy as a leader of these alien galactic fighters in the galaxy. And he's um he's he I resonate with him. I, I, I can relate. He's um he's just a very cool dude. He's just trying to be the best leader and motivator that he can in his way. And he's like learning about people and learning what he can do, what can't do with people. So he's he's just a he's just a pretty cool guy. Um it kind of sounds like me a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so cool. That's, that's, that's so cool. 
Shade Force. Okay, Spotify. Definitely going to have to check that out. And hopefully it gets picked up. Maybe something like Netflix, Amazon Prime yeah. Video. Cool. Oh, my gosh. That's what we're aiming for. I'm aiming for anyone who will have us, honestly. and That'd be awesome. They'll let me be a part of the project. <laughs> so awesome. So congrats on that. Thank you. Now on the opposite end, what is a growing pain of yours, something you're still trying to get better with? Um, something I'm trying to get better with is um, doubting the ideas that I have. Um, from Just from the lane that I'm in, like you're going to get a lot of no's. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of no's. Um, but I'm, I've learned now from watching, from reading, um, reading listening to this podcast um, in this writer was talking about um, how he, you know, got a lot of no's on his project. Um, this project just kept getting no's, kept getting no's. And he realized um, after a while that no's are not no's. They're not flat no's. Like you're not one in the business. Like it's a no, it's a no, not today. Right. You know, no, just not go back to the drawing board and get go better. Back to the drawing board and get better and continue to go on. And he said, 10 years later, same project, you know, made some adjustments, made some changes, same exact context and project, and it got picked up. And he got a full series, and this was Breaking Bad. And <laughs> Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, yeah, Breaking Bad has, like, gotten, was first, like, given no's from so many different networks, like. Um, wow. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, it's a no. And then they just happened to go back to the drawing board, um, Kept the same thing, um, same context. He was like, he wants to stay true to his story and to his truth, you know? And over time, he got around the right people and to the people who will listen and sit and talk with him. And they picked up and Breaking Bad became a pulp classic for television, so. Yeah, man, that's crazy. All it takes is one yes. Yep. You can have a million no's and you get that one yes. And your life will completely change. And I say this all the time. Every overnight success was predicated by years of hard work. All we see in the media is, oh, wow, this person got so big overnight. But you don't realize how much they put in beforehand to yeah. get them to where they are so that they could perfect their craft in hours. Exactly. It's, exactly. Like, it's like 10,000 hours that's on average that you have to put in to really master a craft of exactly. whatever it is. Yeah, so. most definitely. And, and social media has been a, a contributor to the mindset that things happen overnight and our technology and um, things that make stuff happen fast, instant gratification, we gotta love it. Um, and, but at the same time, I don't feel like knowing hard work helps you appreciate the work. Yeah. Um, because that hard work is gonna really help you realize um, how resilient you can be and how much you can persevere. And also when you see someone who might be in the same position as you, as you and you're in a higher level, um, like for me, I want to be at a higher level helping and creating content with other people. And you can relate to these people on a different level. Like they're struggling just like you. They've struggled like you. They're, they're currently in the same position you were 5, 10, 15 years ago. And so it's like, you're able to relate to them on another level than just being like the head up or the boss or the, the leader. Like you're on them, like as a companion, as a friend, as a community. So um, hard work is definitely something that we all need to, I feel like we all need to work on and as a community and 
um, push forward to make this world a better place. If you want it, go get it. Don't let anything hold you back. Because really, the only thing that is going to hold you back is yourself. Yeah, you're your only your your own worst enemy. Like you're literally the only person holding you back is you. <laughs> yeah, way way to go, Cardo. I love everything that you had to say. You've shared such a positive message with everyone, and and I really hope that you guys uh, took took away something from this episode. I know that I did, and I've just really enjoyed this conversation with you. So before we wrap everything us wrap everything up, please tell us where we can find you online. You can find me on Instagram at at underscore avocado toast. And that's usually where you'll find me <laughs> most of the time. And, um, you know, hey, if you have any questions, want to talk, um, it could be veganism, creating LGBT things like let me know. I'm here. to. I'm, doors always open. And don't forget Shadow Force on Shade Force. So Shade Force, my bad, my bad, my bad. Shade Force. On Spotify and yes. potentially other other platforms too. Yes, hopefully to a home TV near you. <laughs> coming soon, coming soon. So again, thank you so much, Cardo, for coming on the show. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. And until the next one, as always, I'm Bobby Lynch, and this is Plant Strength Radio. Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Original theme music by Alex Brinkley and Tyson Bryce. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Strength, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.plantstrengthperformance.com or follow us on social media at Plant Strength Performance. Plant Strength, sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. Thank you for listening.